0: Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake For all the latest Greyhound racing news check out grisland.ie forward
1: slash Talking Dogs Hello and welcome along to episode 83 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself Barry Drake This week we're going to speak to two people we're going to start with uh, Pat Buckley the Capo White trainer who had a memorable night below in the Kingdom Greyhound Stadium last Friday night two track records and five winners what a night uh, for Team Buckley and we'll also catch up with Ian Magner who's the acting racing manager at Kilcohan Park in Waterford and big teams uh, coming up at the Waterford Greyhound Stadium because you have the 2022 Waterford select stakes getting underway in Kilcohan Park on Saturday night it promises to be a brilliant couple of weeks at the Waterford Stadium so looking back on a fabulous night in the Kingdom Greyhound Stadium on Friday I think anyone that um, couldn't make it to Trilly on Friday night well they were definitely watching it all live in RPG TV, it was a night of wonderful racing and the man that stole the show down there um, was uh, Pat Buckley so we're going to say hello to Pat now and uh, Pat thanks uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a quick chat with us
0: Not at all Barry, any time
1: So look it was a, a memorable night no, no doubt any night you you know, you know get one track record um, is special but to get two on the night um, was unbelievable and, and five winners overall Yeah it was a
0: brilliant night, except for the bad night it was a great night but they were all they were in good races and you know, they all ran, ran kind of above themselves. too. It, it was a good night.
1: And of course, Tralee, I suppose, it's been a lucky hunting ground for you as well um, over the last number of years, of course. Like, you know, the likes of Singing Along Sally um, winning the Juvenile Classic last year and Knocknabool bull Sid as well having a big win down there.
0: Yeah, you listen to the, the Kingdom, they're there and Juveniles and the um, Race of Champions. It's been a very lucky track, but I love Tralee Farm. I think if they do it in Tralee, they'll do it anywhere for some reason. I can't
1: remember my finger but great dogs come out truly every year yeah they sure do look we might just have a quick word on uh, on all winners we'll start with um, the the seven fourteen. that was the first of the night um, all was important I suppose for punters fellas that are having a bet to get off to a good start and uh, Dove Gosta certainly uh, obliged in, in fine style because you know he wasn't he didn't get off to the, the most perfect start but he showed plenty of pace to make the most of I suppose what was a good opportunity yeah, he's he's
0: he's uh, I ran him in the juvenile, I think a good bit off him. Um and he's all early. He's 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 all he bangs off the leaves, he's all early and on Friday he completely missed it and had to do it the hard way. Uh his time at twenty eight ninety he'd be a good bit better than that now. But he's a little dog that'll improve away and uh, I like him.
1: Very good, so it looks like he'll have another maybe good opportunity next time out. Uh, we'll move on then to the um, 8-11. This was a fantastic sprint and you know there was plenty of talk about this race beforehand. Obviously, Carvac Prince brought um, strong form to the race. He was sent off as favourite, but the pace that uh, your greyhound showed, uh, flashing Willow, uh, was an incredible. It was an unbelievable performance and he's clearly going the right way. He
0: is, I, I ran him in Limerick when you had him, you had him in two weeks and the digital the Sydney at Sturge came up and I ran him in that Probably wasn't ready for it, cramped the bed the first night, cramped the second night, the third night he didn't cramp, um, then took him down to Tralee, that was his first look at it. Didn't even trap that way, he's a very, very, very quick pup. Um, could be anything, could be anything, but I like him a lot, he's a lovely Tim, lovely way about him.
1: And what, where, where most likely would we see him next, um, Pat? What kind of ideas have you had for this um, exciting young talent? To
0: the Kerby, Kerby, he'll definitely go to the Kerby.
1: Very good. Of there. Good stuff yeah, will
0: be. He'll go to
1: Kirby with his early. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a huge asset, um, no doubt. Uh, moving on, then we'll talk about uh, the Ebola Eight. Uh, when I was going through this race that morning, um, he really caught my eye when he was unlucky in the second round of the juvenile. I was surprised that he went off as big as five to two, and I'm sure you were uh, plenty confident as well that he get the job done. But you know, it was a real good lineup, and and to post twenty eight or three, um, was was unbelievable. Yeah, he was.
0: He was he was a dog that went out at the juvenile if you look at the race back he was very very unlucky he was beat by a head uh, I think Hudo Brown just chinned him on the line he got everything wrong in the quarter final, and he just missed it and did an awful lot of running to get there and just got chinned on the line by a short head he's a dog when, I, when he went out for it, I said that was my chance Scott. I think the world of him uh, I think he's very very good um, he's doing unbelievable luck for us so if he stays lucky now he did, he did things right to the night he'd been on his bed for hadn't been off his bed since he ran last time because he sprained slightly sprained the metacarpus, so I was a little bit worried about he he staying the last night but um he was getting plenty walking and a bit of swimming so he was fishing up he got home.
1: We've seen some, I suppose, great dogs in Tralee down through the years and you know, I think it was maybe unfortunate of that was saying it. Any night I suppose a track record is broke. The track is obviously lively, but you know, to post the quickest time ever in in Tralee, um, you must have got great satisfaction out of that, Pat.
0: I did and and the thing about Tralee is like in Tralee for the racing the other night there were races that d- didn't fill any Shelburne park out they were top class races with top class dogs there'll be probably very 15 or 16 dogs through that night that will be in the shake up for the Derby next year Do you know dogs that Leams dogs and Pettyl Files dogs and you know it was great dogs around there the other night
1: that's it obviously look he's only really a, a June puppy so he'll be another leading player uh, please God for, for the upcoming uh, Kirby at Limerick
0: yeah, he he'll go he he'll, he he'll, he'll go Kirby and then to Toast for his that's the, the plan for him.
1: Nice one. We look forward to seeing him back in race and action. Then we'll talk about um, Bob's play dream. Of course, uh, we were speaking to your daughter Emma last week, and you know she was uh, filling us with, with confidence with this um, young exciting lady as well. She's likely raced, and I'm sure uh, they're, they're, you know she's a greyhound that's going places. Very, anyway, she's she's
0: a freak because she just we got her. And I would give her a couple of gadgets and I said to myself, I said to him, and she's, this one can run. And every time I give her a run, she just seems like she, she went to, truly before Christmas, she done 28-19. Then she went after Christmas to the, was it, she took on the first night, she took on a 600. She won that beating a topless field of dogs. And then she missed the break in, in the first round of the Easter Cup and, and Susie Saffer was well slid for her and She caught Susie Saffer by the third bend you know, Susie, it was the night to catch Susie because she was only her first run back. You know, she was vulnerable that night. Uh, Bitches, when they're coming out of season, they're always vulnerable for a couple of races. And, uh, you know, they need a couple of races. But she showed all sorts of pace that night. And she was unlucky to go out of it. And I just ran her in that um, the other night then. And I knew when she lived, the lead lifted, you know, she stays strong. and She went around in front, she wanted the great one to pick her up. But that was a very good field of dogs she beat as well.
1: Yeah it sure was like the likes of Explosive Boy and you know Barry Mac Bellevult um, you know real real powerhouses but as you said look she absolutely you know, flew from traps and delivered another spectacular performance another track record and like 30-40 winning by six lengths it was a uh, you know one of, one of the great great performances around truly
0: Yeah I, she's, she's very very quick she's she's, she's, she's we're blessed this year that our, and last year Susie Safar and we sing along Sally and now we've heard this year it's great to see the bitches coming up like she, they're three bitches now can take on any dog in training we haven't seen that in years and that's brilliant for breeding and brilliant for bitches and brilliant for bitch competitions
1: that's exactly it it certainly is fantastic for breeding It, it keeps breeders going I suppose really just in terms of her likely next target where will we see her Pat?
0: she's going Kirby and Toaster as well
1: Great stuff. Um, sounds like you're you're building up quite a team for for both of those uh, fantastic competitions. And obviously the feature, or before we get to the feature, actually, so we have to talk about Scarty Yank. I know he's a greyhound. He in very high regard. He was unlucky, I suppose, not to reach the the final of the Easter Cup, but uh, he put on another um, stunning performance in, in Tralee and on, on, on Friday night. It looked like he had plenty of work to do at halfway, but there was no stopping him in the closing stages. Twenty eight thirty seven on the clock, beating a top class field.
0: When I was standing beside my daughter Sarah at the second bin, I said, would you believe he still has a chance he was that far behind? But he's such a pace. And facing the third bin then, because I changed his seat and, um, Gary Deneen had him seated inside, and I thought he was more of a, a middle to wide seat. So myself, Pear, and Gary, the lad, two lads I own him, I had a and I said, listen, we'll seed this lad middle because he's so much pace, he would be able to go round dogs. See, when I got him, Barry, he he'd, he'd broke a mess of carpet, but... She, broke it vertically which is a very tough one he was in a cast for three and a half or four months like trying to get it right and would you believe it's only coming right now it's one of these ones which they keep tipping away at and minding it but he's actually i tried him in Limerick before his first run back he'd done a 403 1599 to the third and 28.37. so he's he's actually he's got great early but i think what's Catching him out at the moment is that the, the metropolitan is still a little bit. It's not fully, fully right yet, but I'm nearly there with it. You know, I'm nursing it along. But when he comes right, fully, I think he'll be a very, very good dog.
1: Very good, and I'm sure you'll have high hopes for him for the coming year. The likes of the English Derby will be on his list as well. I would imagine.
0: Oh, that's it right. he's going to Torster. He won't run again now till Torster. Going to safety for
1: Torster. Sounds very good. Um Pat. And and just in terms of 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 the big race, um, in Chile of course the um, Greyhound and Petworld juvenile classic, you know, another wonderful occasion over the course of the last couple of weeks. The talent was there for, for everyone to see. Obviously it didn't go your way on the final you two in the final, but I'm sure you were impressed with both of theirs both of their performances. Lenson and Ice set, you know, a sizzling early pace and you know, Glengar Scholar as well showed plenty of um pace after a luckless passage in running.
0: Yeah, well, the Linson Nice Dog just didn't get home that night, but he's getting stronger from round to round. And I think with the bitter, better weather coming, he I don't think he'll ever be an out-and-out out 500 dog, but I think he'll really be a right good dog over 480. I think he'll be a very serious early pacer that'll probably turn into a top sprinter 400-yard dog in Dundalk. Um Just didn't get home. Listen, he was in the right place to win it. He just didn't stay off the last, and he moved out and let Pets Dog up inside him. And fair play to Pets Dog. He was there and took the chance, and that's what makes him good dogs.
1: That's exactly it and in terms of you know Glen Gareth um, I know he's not a ground you, you held in high regard and in fairness he, he done himself justice in that competition.
0: I think an awful lot of him but I made a mistake with him I seized him wrong he's probably a middle to wide seed and I was afraid to change it in because I, I, I for for an older dog the outside in Tralee is, is no problem but for a young dog if they missed a break and you have other dogs that maybe miss it inside him they push him off the bin and I was afraid he was going to draw six and maybe I'd love to have seen him in I'd love to have seen him in four or five for the final and I think you'd have seen a different dog he traps better off the middle traps better off the outside and uh, if you watch him pass the dogs he passes on the outside so I've, I've changed the seeding for the car he's going
1: middle Very good we'll certainly uh, be keeping an eye on him and just in terms of the, the competition as a whole obviously it was won by week and Dream and Droopy's Edison um, in second I'm sure we'll be hearing plenty more about all Greyhounds you know that done well in that competition Pat
0: Yeah and and all the dogs in the final every one of them improved through it so Juppie Dennison looks a real dog he'll probably go for either the Kirby or the one he looks a real Shelburne dog Pet's dog is going for the Kirby like it looks a real real Liam's dog will probably be more of a Shelburne dog I'd say 550 575 he looks a real nice stamina type dog um, and Michael Dunwell's dog sure is well top, he's top class but just completely
1: on the night just missed it and that's bloody racing as you know <laughs> all of nights like that yeah we sure do look Pat look I suppose you're, you're no stranger to big race success you've won you know absolutely massive competitions um, in the world of greyhound racing one of the you know the, the leading trainers in Ireland though, for, for quite some time there must be a real buzz around the, the Buckley Kennel at the moment obviously look you've got a fantastic team at home but you've got some really really exciting young greyhounds in the kennel you
0: see yeah, Barry, listen, that gets you up in the morning, a good dog, and when they run bad, like, it's, you're scratching the your head. But you see, we, I only keep 22, that's all I keep, so we have plenty of help, and we just train 22 dogs, and the school inside of it then, um, we have a good few dogs in school, and they're all Lingard prefixes. We have about, I think, 26 or 7 a min. so they'd be. But normally we just keep the 22 or 3 in training, I suppose. They get you know, they get plenty of attention in that, so we don't keep big numbers.
1: Yeah, sounds like a good way of doing it. And, you know, look, obviously you highlighted the, the upcoming Kirby, then we'll have the English Greyhound gonna we'll have, you know, big, big teams at both big competitions.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure, so listen, the Kirby is the, the apple of everyone's eye because it's, it's, uh, it's probably you'll see all the future champions coming out of and it's great racing and there's great dogs in it and just, just, magnificent prize money that's what keeps that's why all the, lot of the English dogs are staying in Ireland now the English own dogs because uh, like you're going to get no competition that will give 80,000 in, in in UK or anywhere else it's fantastic competition but it's a great yardstick for dogs going on you know will will they be an English Derby dog will they be a purchase text dog will they be an Irish Derby you know it gives you a great idea of what you have in Limerick
1: it sure does. Well look Pat, it's always I suppose great to hear your thoughts. We had to highlight that um, wonderful night in Tralee last Friday night. We thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to to join us and uh, no doubt we'll be chatting to yourself and uh, Emma uh, going forward. I know Emma does uh, most of the work there today or most of the work now in, in terms of media and stuff like that but it was great to hear your voice as well. It's been a while since we spoke. No bother Barry. Thanks for having me. And the best of luck for the, for the rest of the year Pat. Thanks very much Barry Now we're moving on to part 2 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast Once again a big thanks to Pat Buckley uh, for taking time out of his uh, busy schedule to join us on the podcast and we're going to go over to our second of our guests who um, has spoken on a podcast before he's now the racing manager at Kilcohan Park in Waterford and that is Ian Magner Ian thanks for taking time out to join us Thanks for having me on Barry no Hassle um, I suppose you've um, You've appeared on a podcast before I think that time of course You were you were training Greyhounds um, At your home base You spoke with Rory Burke So you've made a lot A lot of progress since In, in, in I suppose the, the world of Greyhound racing To be the, the head man at Waterford Now at the moment
2: I yeah uh, No when I spoke to Rory That we were training A few at home And last March I was lucky enough to Call in as an RSO In uh, Corrine Park And uh, then in December I got promoted to the race manager in, acting race manager in Watford. So I'm enjoying it. So it's been a good 12 months and uh, no, uh, definitely a good experience and hopefully it'll keep going that way.
1: Uh, fair play, that's absolutely uh, brilliant work, well done, Ian and, and and just in terms of, you know, Waterford, I suppose like any track all over the country, um some fantastic people involved in the track and you know, some great, I suppose, working uh, people there from the likes of you know Supporters Club and that. They're you know, they're a huge asset to any track.
2: Oh super. Um the track supporters club are absolutely fantastic. They sponsor a lot of stakes below. Um and like, in fairness, they come to me and they say, we have a sponsor, and we talk it out, what, what I think would feel, and we're trying different distances and things, and the owners and trainers seem to be happy enough with different distances coming up, so... And we have uh, Saturday night, the track supporters actually have a stake on it, it's called the Greyhound Stream, and watch track supporters A3-525 stake um, for 24 A3 dogs. And uh, I'd like to thank the track supporters and Greyhound Stream for their sponsorship of it.
1: Brilliant stuff. Fair play to them. I suppose that's one thing I do notice that there is always ongoing um, stakes in in Kilko and Park and Waterford. So that's always wonderful, um, you know, for people that are supporting the track. Obviously, look, the, the weather was desperate um, last Saturday. There was lots of tracks, um, you know, couldn't race for the, I suppose, health and safety of greyhounds. Um, you know, welfare always, um, you know, uh, number one for us. And you know, you were supposed to have the awards night down there, but that's something that will be arranged at going forward.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Unfortunately, we lost racing Saturday night. Um, as you said, animal welfare comes first and we didn't feel it was safe to run on it, so animal welfare came first and we said we'd put it off. But um, no, unfortunately, the awards night fell short as well because of it. Um, but that was um, kindly sponsored by the Maguire family in Portlaw. Uh, um, in fairness to Jimmy and Stephanie, they're there every week with their dogs and they're great supporters of the track. and. Jimmy has been the the track for twenty five, thirty years, I'd say, all his life in fairness to him. And uh no, look, when we have when we do rearrange it, we're hoping sometime in April it should be a good night and um no, we're looking forward to it.
1: Very good. We're going to move on now to, I suppose, one of the, the features on the race in Canada, um, in in Waterford. It's the Waterford Select Stakes for for twenty twenty two. It was won in great fashion last year by um, Skywalker Barry, and I'm sure you're delighted that he's back to defend his crown on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We got a good field of dogs um, with the three invites joining the semi final. Um, I'm very happy with the entry. Some very very good dogs in it, and. Uh, Look, hopefully it'll turn into a good event again, and we're delighted Skywalker Barry decided to come back and try and defend this title. So hopefully he'll he'll give it another crack this year.
1: Yeah, very good Of course He's going to be one of the, the Leading fancies, no doubt And he, he'll run in the first heat With the likes of Coombe Leo for Pat Buckley And Serena yes, for Michael O'Donovan In heat number two But I suppose eyes will be on Explosive boy In heat number three He had a good prep run um, Down in Chile, um Last Friday night That was his uh, first run back And I'm sure he's going to Improve a pile for that And he'll be a, a, Another leading contender um, For outright glory Trained by that man uh, Patrick Guilfoyle
2: Absolutely I suppose he was only awarded that of the year Sunday night's the, the GRI award night, so he's a nice dog to get for the competition, and I think he to Waterford really well because he's a dog with, that has very, very good early pace. And look, Pat Kilfoyle has won the select states before, so he's with no better man to have him ready to win it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great way to open the competition this come Saturday night. No doubt there'll be a, a big crowd in attendance um, in, in Waterford. Just in terms of the the three invites, remind us um, of those Greyhounds, of course, and they'll come in um, the following Saturday night for the, the semi-final stage.
2: Yeah, they'll join the semi-final stage. So we've along Sally coming as the Derby runner-up, we've Droopy's Glass coming for the Juvenile Derby, and we have one time only, the Laurel's winner, he's coming as well. So three very good dogs to join a very good field
1: in the semi-final brilliant stuff all together it's going to be a fabulous competition and uh, Waterford is the place to be over the course of the next couple of Saturday nights Ian
2: absolutely yeah hopefully it'll be it'll live up to its potential
1: yeah I'm I'm sure it will look well it's always um, great to catch up with uh, Ian Um, great to to speak with you here on the podcast this Thursday no doubt we'll keep in touch um, throughout the competition and um, thanks a million for joining us on the podcast
2: no bother. thanks for having me, Barry. Talking Dogs on Thursday with
0: Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward talking dogs.